This episode is dedicated to Frederick Firestein and Richard Jervis. Hello, podcast people. You just made my day. Hey folks, welcome to Made My Day, the podcast that celebrates the little, tiny, wonderful things in life. This is episode 16, brought to you the week of uh, June 5th, 2014. I'm your host. My name is James Kennison. Welcome to a week's worth of wonder. Wow. Sounded like a Walt Disney barker, didn't I? Okay, so let's just jump right into it. I had a great week, and I hope you did too. I will say that, you know, depression-wise, I did have a couple of days, eh, maybe just one or two. And even then, it was just part of the day where I was just I was just overly irritable, you know? And, um, and it was, you hate that because when you're in recovery, and I consider myself a person in recovery from depression, when that happens, it's not as bad as full-on hardcore depression, but it's it's a little more discouraging because you want to you know when you when you're playing out pretty even for a while you you begin to trust that after a time there was a time i remember saying i didn't trust it and i don't but well, i'm getting to where i i'm predictable a little bit and i and i'm doing more stuff and you know getting out and doing doing stuff i i, I got to where i have to have a to-do list again which uh, i know i swore at one point i think it was on this show that i'd never have a job where I had to do a to-do list, but I don't even have a job. I have to have a to-do list and it's, it's a great thing. I feel like it's a wonderful thing. It becomes discouraging when you hit those moments because you feel like you've come so far and then those things just drag, they, they try to drag you back. There's always that lingering doubt that says, maybe this is the way it'll be forever because you don't know. I told Jen the one thing about it, though, is it was just part of the day, not the whole day. And it was very, it was a short amount of time overall, meaning even though it was part of the day, two days, it was only two days. It wasn't half a week or a week and a half or three weeks like it used to be. So it's still progress, even though there's some regress built in. And if you're in a similar situation, I know a lot of folks that listen to this show either have or do deal with depression or have dealt with it. So you can either relate or um, hopefully that's a shot in your arm. It's going to be better. It's going to be okay. Uh, so let me jump right into my MMDs made my day moments. And then I got a few of yours and you'll have to forgive me on them because I cleaned house in my email box. Um, you know, it's been a while since we've been consistent with these things. And uh, I do not remember if I read the emails previously or not. I, I don't remember reading them. Hope you enjoy them twice if they are a second time thing. All right. Last week, I remember talking about our trip to Disney Animal Kingdom Lodge, and it was really great. But I don't know that I mentioned one particular part of it that was really cool. It's always nice when you're in a situation where you have an umbrella and don't need it. It's always nice when you're driving in the rain but when you park, the rain stops. You go in the store and you can hear the rain coming down on the ceiling. and You, you dread checking out and having to walk back to the car. But by the time you get there, 
The rain is gone. Have you ever had one of those moments? I did, and it was awesome. It always never fails to make my day. Ours happened to be around the end of our trip. We had checked out from the hotel. We were going to head to downtown Disney. Man, the storms, clouds in Florida, man. When it hits summer, I don't know how summer has ever be. Uh, I'm sorry, Florida has ever become a, a location to vacation in because for us locals, it's like it rains all the time. It's crazy. Last summer was insane. I mean, like floodwaters and the whole thing. But man, the clouds were everywhere. And so we get in the car and, and on the way there, it's oh, it's starting to rain. And then it rains hard. I mean, it rains flash flood hard, like standing water in the road. But I kept going. I kept going and I, I was trying to warm up the kids for the possibility of it, of it not happening. And even to a certain extent, my wife, because she loves doing stuff and hates going home. <laughs> but when we got there and got parked, it dried up, dried up all the rain. Itsy bitsy spiders were coming out everywhere. And we went inside and we went to the Disney store and went to the Lego store. It was dry as a bone. We got to show Jay the, the green looking dragon thing that's made out of Legos out in the water. And he got to see, you know, all the stuff. And he was very excited about that. I think this was the first time he's been. And he like, remember, like will remember it by the time we got in the car and got going, boom, 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 you know, lightning, thunder, rain, the whole thing. And it cleared up by the time we got home, which was nice. Walked in dry as a bone. I think the biggest MMD of the week for me was just randomly figuring out how to fix our stove. We got this stove from like 1965. It is old. It's original to the house. So it's probably a 76 actually. And uh, my wife would love to get a new one. I would love to get a new one too, you know, cause you know, it's new. Hey, but the oven quit working and I just had a wild hair. I'm like, you know what? Let's see if I can fix this oven. I've always been kind of naturally crafty and, and figure outy And uh, I just started unscrewing screws. And I pulled out the bottom of the, the, the you know oven area. And then I pulled off another plate. And I saw basically a, uh, a pipe with little holes in the side. And I saw this little filament thing. And, um, and I saw a twin of it actually at the top. And my wife said, well, the top one works. I said, well, let me see. She turns it on, cycles it on. I see the little filament glow really bright, and it lights the gas that I smell coming in, which smells really awesome. And, uh, you know, it lights up. And I realized, well, that's exactly the same pipe. It's just inverted on the bottom. It works exactly the same way, except there was a little pan that helps spread out the heat. And then there's a layer, uh, you know, on top of that that does it even further. So it didn't take a genius to figure out our filament was busted because we tried it, you know, it didn't work. I got online and thought, how in the world am I going to find this? This is 1976. Stinking, who knows? They probably didn't even have brands, you know, or model names. They just had numbers. But there was a little number on the side of the filament, typed it into uh, Google, pulled up an Amazon link. And sure enough, there I was faced with an exact duplicate of the thing I had in my hand. I was so surprised that they're still making these things. Maybe they still use the exact same thing in the modern ones. I don't know. I've never torn a new one apart. But um got a really good price on Amazon. 
got that thing shipped to us and man, it came in a box with a foam. I mean, like, like I bought a microphone, the microphone I'm speaking through cost hundreds of dollars and it came in a case with, you know, that cutout foam packaging. Well, so did this filament <laughs> and I'm sure it's because it's, you know, it's a, it's a metal uh, spring type thing wrapped around a piece of ceramic. It, it reminds me of the gas heaters in my grandmother's house in the bathroom that would just, you know, a, a little thing of blue flame would come up, you know, and, and uh, it would warm, warm the entire, you know, room. Anyway, it needed this box. I, it was such a nice box. I feel like an old guy. Cause I'm like, I'm keeping this. This is so cool. So I, I did that. I kept it. And um, I don't know what I'll ever use it for, but it was just, it was neat. So uh, long story short, I was able to throw that joker in there, get everything. I didn't even lose the screws. A uh, little tip for that. When, you, when you're taking stuff apart from an appliance, put the screw back in the hole. Even just a couple of turns, you'll never lose it. And when you go to put it back, you don't even have to guess what screw went where. And uh, so I did that. I put everything back together. Actually, I tried it before I put everything back together, which was fun because, you know, playing with fire indoors and all that. I will just say this. There is a lot less metal separating, your, you know, these these gas elements, I guess. I, you know, I don't know what to call them. These gas burners. There's a lot less metal separating them from the floor than you would think. So, uh, and, and I always imagine that, Ovens were like these sealed, you know, like like a, like a dishwasher or a or a, you know like they were just sealed airtight, you know, kind of thing. Because the doors, the doors have the little, you know, mesh seal around them, but they are not. <laughs> they are glorified outdoor cooker thingies because the the little elements in my grill um, outdoors look a lot like what's going on on the on the inside it's crazy you'd think it'd be a little more sophisticated maybe it is in the new ones maybe it is i bet they have more complicated patterns with their little uh metal you know pipes and stuff but um but in 1976 it was easy so it works it's awesome it saved us you know what 500 bucks or something and it was like 23 dollars they'd sell you one of those elements for a lot more than that but i found it Pretty cheap. So that was just neat. It's always good when you get something done that stays done. You know, I'm not talking about making beds or cleaning rooms. Those things are very important, but they don't stay done. Even mowing the lawn doesn't stay done. But man, when you fix something like that, you feel good. You saved your family money. So you'll you'll have to pardon me for, for gushing about it a little bit. But I always say I, it, there was a time I couldn't feel good about anything. Couldn't even think of doing any kind of home repairs. And um, recently, got a wild hair to where I want to redo the bathroom, one of our bathrooms. And that just seemed absolutely impossible before. And now it's like I'm starting to not only not dread it, I'm thinking this could actually work. I, I want to maybe even do it up like Ikea's bathrooms, you know, it, it, not the public ones, of course, the ones they, they model up with the cute little tiny you know because we have tiny 1976 bathrooms and and that's their deal man that's their deal is tiny spaces and so uh i got all these ideas i sketched out the floor plan of the of the bathroom got all the measurements of the door and you know where the tub is and where the toilet is and how much space i've got in the cabinet area and man i'm really thinking 
I'm really thinking pretty soon I'm going to strike that match. Get that Joker going. I don't know. It'll be it'll be cool. It'll be cool. If I do, I'll I'll tell you about it and I'll show you where you can see some pictures. Because if you're like me, I love seeing progress pictures. You know, like somebody says, "Hey, I'm gonna gonna redo my room or my office or whatever." I love to see. You know, I would just painted the walls. Here's a photo. Oh, we're putting together the IKEA furniture. So uh, love that kind of stuff. So. Um, Jay, my son, my, my boy, graduated from kindergarten this week. And I know I said that fixing a stove was the greatest thing. Um, my son graduating, obviously, you know, a, a treat. But um, I'm not a big fan of, of graduation ceremonies, so it got knocked down a few punches. I'm not the best parent <laughs> in the world because... Everybody else is, you know, snapping photos and clapping and just having a grand old time seeing their little munchkin up on the stage. And I, I just, uh, I just want it to be over. You know, I put in my time. I'm supportive. And when he looks at me, I smile and he knows that I love him. <laughs> but, uh, but one thing I did do, I, I, I gotta tell you, I, I yelled for him by God. Everybody was so quiet and polite, and everybody's just so well-to-do here in, in Central Florida, especially in St. Petersburg, especially in this private school that we used to go to that we can't afford anymore. Everybody's very, very uh, self-aware and all this stuff. And, and uh, not that I'm any better than any of them, but where I'm from in Kansas City, when somebody's graduating, when your kid's up there, you stand right in front of them and you take the picture and you don't care about anybody else in the place. And when your kid comes up, I don't care how solemn the occasion, you scream your guts out and everybody in your family does it too. Uh, if you if you can't guess, uh, where I'm from is a multiracial, multicultural environment and I dig it and I miss it and I, I love it and so dadgummit. When my son's name was yell, uh, called and, and he walked up on the stage, I went, all right, Jay. And I yelled it loud. I think I scared everybody around me and I cared nary a bit. And uh, I'm already a social reject as it is. Um, but I, I guess, you know, let me add another MMD that I didn't write down. Let me get a little personal with you here. Uh, and, and maybe I've talked about this previously, but you know, when you, when you lose your job, I didn't lose my job. I gave it up, but I did lose it. I mean, depression took away my ministry and my position and it took away my church. It took away my people. It took away my support system. It took away my friends and it took away my kids school. This was the last thing. And, and in a way that's, that's a triumph because every day when I took my kids to school, I had to look at the people that used to look up to me and I had to look at the people that I used to, the kids that I used to minister to on a regular basis. I used to go and do chapels and, and I was the, Oh man, it was so fun. I loved chapels. I had make kids laugh. They learned stuff. I did stupid things. I, I wrote songs for them. I, I, you know, did all kinds of junk on my ukulele. I mean, it was the, it was a highlight of my month was going and doing those things for those kids. But when I couldn't do it anymore, I had to let everybody down. 
taking my kids to school and picking them up every day. Or, or I didn't drop them off every day. My, my, my wife did that, but picking them up every day just became a daily reminder of my failure. And, and you, the listener, and my wife and my daughter even would say, well, you, you didn't fail. And then I would say, oh, and my friend Tim, Tim Marshak, he, he says, no, you didn't fail. I said, ah, but it did. And here's, here's, here's how I failed. Um, imagine if I had to bring you a pie for your, for your party. I promised you this pie would be there by a certain time. But on my way there, my car broke down. I had to call you and tell you I wasn't going to be able to make it with the pie, the pie you needed at that certain time. I failed. I failed to bring you the pie. Was it my fault? Absolutely not. But did I fail? Yes, I did. And that's the way I see what happened as a result of my depression. No, it wasn't my fault. I didn't cause it. I would have done anything to change it, and I did try everything I could. And it just didn't happen fast enough, even though I was already in the repair cycle when I quit. It just wasn't fast enough. And I needed to get out of the way and let people get on with their lives so that we could, you know, just do whatever we needed to do to get me back into shape without all that pressure. Um, so I'm, I'm glad this graduation is really the last, you know, connection we had to my, our former life. Because uh, we didn't get to move away like most pastors get to do. Um, we, we, we're staying so far. And, um, you know, when I take my kids to the new school, I'm not going to be, I'll just be a normal dude. Just be a guy dropping off his kids. No judgments, no, um, false expectations. Nobody's going to know I'm a pastor and I'm going to keep it that way. We've had this, it's Florida and, um, we have a very clean home. But I think I've told you about the ticks, the infestation of ticks that have tried to attack my poor dog. Well, we finally got it under control, but grossest thing. I mean, you're going to think we live in a shack or something, but my daughter pulled out some book out from under her bed, and there's this big old giant fat tick, you know, dying. Like I said, I spray for them and stuff, but it doesn't stop them from getting in the house. It's stinking Florida. It's a 1976 house with original windows and... uh, frustrating but um it was it was this squiggling dying little thing inside this book and i'm like ah oh if they're if they're breeding down there you know i just think the worst and and the reason why i think the worst is not because i would by default i i think about having to tell my wife and my wife is gonna freak out and if she finds out about this she's not gonna just say you know okay just spray behind the thing she's gonna rip out every piece of furniture from every room in the house anywhere there's carpet or any kind of darkness and she is going to clean it and she's going to vacuum it and she's going to demand that i spray it down so before she got home i went ahead and just kind of started doing that and um long story short in the process of moving jenna's bed i broke it this was a bed we bought for her. It was her first little girl bed, and it had the little styles up the sides, you know, and, and it had a canopy and all this stuff. And and I thought it was made out of wood, but when that thing, the headboard kind of broke off the metal part, looking in there, it's like 
it looked like somebody chewed up a bunch of cardboard and spit it in a wood-shaped mold. There was no way I was going to be able to glue this joker back together because Jen and I have a real wood bed. We, we spent way too much on it way back in the day um, because we wanted something that would last, and, and uh, it, it did break. One of the sidewalls, ah, rails broke, and I was able to glue that thing and you know strap it down and clamp it down and put some screws in it, and, and it's better than it was you know before. But this joker is made out of glorified cardboard, as it turned out. I mean, just the fibrous kind of fiberboard you ever saw. Literally, if I tried to glue it, it would absorb the glue and probably swell up, you know, like like a wet piece of cardboard or something. So there was no fixing it. It was immediately evident. So I started putting it out in the garage, and uh, a couple things happened. First of all, um, we started talking about possible replacements. Jenna is nine going on 10. Um, I had just talked to her the other day about the fact that she's so much like me. She's real crafty and likes to do things that I said, I got a feeling that your room will eventually become less about sleeping in it. It'll be less of a bedroom and more of a craft room or a things you do room. Kind of like my room. Cause I have my own room and she, she loved that idea. I said, but I don't know, you know, where all this, where are you going to put anything? And so when the bed broke, which was an accident, uh, the, the talk of going to Ikea and getting a loft bed came up. And that was the first thing that was cool because loft beds are awesome, especially for kids because it just reclaims so much space. You put a desk. I mean, she has a desk. She put it up underneath it. She's got a, a little reading nook now underneath there with a little bean bag. And she's got all this open space that she, we can eventually get her maybe a little sewing table for a sewing machine and, and all this kind of stuff. So that was neat. I, I love to do things for my kids that I would have loved when I was a kid. And a loft bed is absolutely amazing. The second thing that made it awesome was I just, Jen and I have always lived beneath our means. And I've always tried to explain that concept to my kids and how other people choose not to do that. And they live maybe even a little above their means and, and how it stresses them out and how we don't have to deal with that and, and how when there's emergencies, you know, it doesn't rock our world because we're not living right on the edge of our finances all the time and waiting paycheck to paycheck. And there is a sacrifice, but there's a benefit. And, and I got to point that out to her. I said, baby, you see, I said, there are people, I think I even shared this with Jen, so there are people that if this happened, they'd be in tears, absolutely heartbroken because there's no way their kid was going to have a bed for three or four months. And I said, we are truly blessed um, that something like this becomes uh, an occasion for joy. It, I mean, our, um, I guess, just our good habits that we kind of accidentally acquired because we never had a model. It's just something we decided for some reason. Um, it is. It has benefited us, and it turned what could have been a very dark situation into something very good. And that was great. That was just. It was just a good feeling. When your fi finances are very stressful, um, even when you got it going on, but um, and you got it all together is what I actually meant to say. Because I do. We do not have it going on, <laughs> but we do have it together. Uh, but it's so great when when there's that the finances are available. And not that we needed a lot of finances, man. That IKEA bed 
you know, it was just over a hundred bucks or something, 150 maybe. A lot less than what we paid on that dang cardboard bed. And I got that Joker put up in a couple of days. We actually waited till the day, you know, the day after she was, no, the day that school ended. It was half day last Friday. And uh, all three of us, me, Jenna, and Jay, uh, we put it together, got that thing up. It was a blast. It was awesome. Now, little Jay, he was a little bit jealous. He's got a bunk bed. He's had a bunk bed for a while. And I usually don't cater to him. I usually tell him, shut up. Stop being jealous. But this time, it was such a dang cool bed. I felt for him. I'm like, you know, he did get the short end of the stick, my friend. So what I did is I, I really played up the truth. It was the truth, but I just I kind of played it up. I said, Jay, you've always had the cool bed. Jenna has wanted a bunk. She was jealous of you when you got the bunk beds. You know, we, we inherited them from my boss and his kids used them for like 12 years. So they, they're not, you know, secretly not the greatest things in the world, but they are to, you know, a little kid. I said, Jenna was, you know, jealous of you. And, and I said, now, you know, she's got a bunk bed, but it doesn't even have a bottom bed. And he's like, yeah. So he, he's still sleeps well knowing that his bed is superior because he's got two mattresses, you know, versus hers. So it's good stuff. Um, today, um, today was a big deal because the kids started a swim team today. Jay has a problem with confidence and, and also uh, mostly actually with uh, the way he's perceived. He's always been this way ever since he was a baby. So many things that he didn't want to try or wouldn't do because he didn't want to look stupid. Even in front of us. It's very rare that Jay will just start dancing and do something goofy. He has to be in a very special mood. Most of the time, you know, when it when it's time to do something, he, he doesn't he's not down for it. So swimming today, he comes to me, he comes running up to me after I mean he ain't been in there with his team five minutes. And he's crying, Jay, what is it, buddy? I can't do it. I told him. I said, of course you can't. This is a swim team. You're going to be learning stuff. You know, you're, you'll be able to do it later. So I calmed him down, walked over there, dropped him back off, walked back to the coach. Because we were getting told about stuff, you know, swimming, swimming stuff. And um, but actually... This is stuff you need to spend money on stuff. So uh, five minutes later, he comes. I, I meet him halfway. He's crying again. I can't do it. I can't. And, and I, I know what he's talking about now. He's talking about they had to swim the length of the pool. And he is a he's a good swimmer, just not a great swimmer yet. You know, not to where he's confident to just go down as deep as he wants to and across the pool as. He wants to, he'll swim out about five feet, turn around, come back kind of thing. So he's, he's, he does need to be pushed and I did push him. But the second time I told him, Jay, you know, did, did you tell your teacher this? Did you tell her? Does she know? No, no, she doesn't. If you want to hear more about this, I suggest you go over to Gospel of Kennison, gok.nlcast.com. And I live podcasted this whole incident. 
And uh, you can hear more about it there. And it's also a way for me to get you over there to, to uh, GOK. GOK uh, used to be and has become again the place where I talk about the stuff that didn't make my day so so much or the things that are challenging in my life. It's It's more my personal journal where this is more my challenge to be on the positive side of life. So I, I, long story short, I helped Jay with swimming, and by the end of it, he was absolutely in love with it. He can't wait, you know. We went out and got him some goggles and a little tidy, you know, swim sh- trunk shorts things, and, you know, he's, he's absolutely thrilled. And it is every single day for the rest of the summer. Oh, awesome. Guess who, guess who signed him up for that? It was not me. I think I got some sun today, a little tiny bit on one of my arms. I don't like to do that. I like to stay inside. Um, my wife got a kick out of my clock because my clock's been wrong for a while. I, I, I put a battery in it because it started to slow down. I've never seen a clock do that. Usually they just kind of stop and you're like, oh, okay, stopped at 3 o'clock. I put a battery in it. Well, stupid me, I set the dumb thing and it's hard to reach i still haven't fixed it but i but i set the wrong time and i set it to 5 30 because i thought that's what time it was it was the dumb date at the bottom of the right corner of my stupid screen stupid james puts the date on the clock and so right now even though it is 1 39 a.m in the morning according to my clock it's almost six o'clock so Around five, six o'clock, when my wife's supposed to be rolling in, I teasingly emailed or texted her and said, "It is almost ten o'clock. Where are you?" And she uh, she texts back. She says, "Your stupid clock." I said, "My clock is the standard." And she says, "Well, if it is, I'm going to bed as soon as I get home." I said, "The kids are already in bed." She goes, "Yay for your clock!" So that was fun. That was a good thing. Um. I got some stuff from Amazon today. It was incredible, okay? <laughs> what I got was a monitor. I got a little desk pad, you know, a clear desk pad to protect my cheapy IKEA desktop from from crumbs and stuff. And um, what else did I get? I got a, oh, I got a standing, because I have a standing desk, and it's been really good for me. Remember the seven pounds thing? I got a, um, a little $25, you know, thing I could stand on that, that helps pad the floor a little bit because my heels, you know, have been kind of acting up a little bit as a side to the standing thing, but man, seven pounds doing nothing that that's, I'm going to keep standing. Thank you very much. But, um, so I, so I got that and I got a monitor, I think I said, and, uh, I got the floor pad, I got the desk pad and I got some cables and, um, I don't know why, but they put this junk. Oh, 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 oh. I got, um, you know those metal frames for putting hanging file folders? I got a, I got two of those, like an Office Depot kind of thing. I bought all this on Amazon. It's free shipping. It's cheaper than the stores. So I got it all in there. And um, I opened the door because I'm like, yeah, you know, well, this stuff should have been delivered by now. Usually they ring the doorbell. I open it up. Dude, there are two giant boxes. Imagine a, a refrigerator box and then, and then shrink it down 50%. And I had two of those out there. It was like Christmas. My eyes were so happy. And the rest of me joined along. 
And there was even a little box on top of that. I was like, kids, how long has this been out there? You know, because they, they're the ones listening. You know, they're in the main room there. So I bring it all in. It was awesome. It was so great. One of the boxes was full of paper and they had put in, they had put in, um, the desk pad was apparently packed flat instead of rolled like it could have been because it's plastic. And they had that and, uh, and the frames for the hanging file folders in this massive, gigantic box that was the twin to the box that had a monitor, a computer monitor, and some cables and uh, something else. I don't remember. It was just ridiculous that they had put both of these things in these giant boxes. But man, giant boxes are so cool. It was exciting. So that made my day. Um. Oh, another thing. I think I've mentioned that I've been walking every other day. I try to go walk and I've been having problems with my shins, my shin splints. I got, you know, these little muscles that go across the front of your shins and I've been exercising them and working on them, letting them heal up and then working on them some more. Um, tonight though, when we were at, um, the place getting Jay and Jenna's uh, swim stuff, I went over and I asked the guy about compression sleeves and basically they're just little, they're, they're like socks for your calves and they're real tight. So they keep everything all in there. And I, I looked online and then seemed to, I was like, cause this sounds like something that, uh, is crap. You know, it just doesn't happen. And, uh, the internet said that it works. So I, I got them. They were only what? 10 bucks or something. And it came, you know, they, they, they'd let you pay a whole lot more than that for just one. And so I got the, the, you know, the reasonably priced ones. The guy's really cool at a sports authority. He's like, yeah, you could get that, but it's made of neoprene and it's not going to breathe and you're going to sweat and your calves are going to be nasty. And I was like, okay, yeah, let me have something that breathes. And he got me, got me that long story short. I, I, um, I put them on, I walked around and man, I tell you what, it made a difference. I walked, I did not walk any further than I usually walk, but I walked a lot harder and my shins felt a lot better and they feel great now. And I love my compression sleeves and um, also got some gel insoles. So I'm like a proper old dude now. Got old, nasty looking, ugly, brand new sneakers, <laughs> compression sleeves and all this. But the, the deal was... Um, they didn't have any. He says, you, you wear a large and, and, he sh- and he just leaves me with all these compression sleeves. And the only ones that uh, didn't have the r- black was was large. And they had other options. They had red. I mean, like the fire engine is red you ever saw. They had Kelly green, which is the worst green of all the greens. Had bright blue and white. And I considered white for a minute. Cause I'm like, it looked like a sock or it looked like pantyhose. But I was like thinking I go jog. I don't jog. I walk at night for a reason because I'm trying to hide my fatness, you know, in my attempt to get fit. I can't be ninjaing around the, the place and be all stealthy. If I got, you know, red compression sleeves or bright white ones on looking like a weirdo. So, uh, looking like I'm wearing two thin casts. But anyway, I found some on another display, a little end cap. I don't even know why they were there. Probably somebody picked them up at one place, 
decided to spend more money than I wanted to and dropped them off right there. So needless to say, that made my day. And then later on, they made my day again. So I love them. They're ugly. I look dumb, but they work. And I'm in the dark and I'm wearing more black and that's good. So I'm more likely to get hit by cars, which will, uh, you know, it'd be bad for podcasting because I'd be dead. Would be great for our medication bill, though. Wouldn't have to do that. Um, last thing is um, I was talking to Chen just tonight about walking and, you know, how I've lost the weight and how, you know, the, tonight was really good and it was better than, than it's ever been. And I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm really helping my feet get better and stuff. And uh, I said, but even though I was walking hard tonight, I said, I, I wasn't like California elbows and knees. And she goes, California elbows and knees. I said, I'm sorry. I, that's just the way I describe when I think of these people that do those, that power walking, you know, sorry, I'm, I'm swinging my arms, hitting stuff, <laughs> but they're power walking, man. And they're walking super fast and they're, they're just knees and elbows. And they look like they're in California because they're all dressed in colors and stuff. You know, what I'm talking about like the super nineties, you know, they got the weights on their arms or, or in their hands and they're just power walking like mad. And, uh, and just a couple comments just tickled me because, I, I've always thought they look like they got to go to the bathroom. Like, like you walk when you're in a mall and it's just that close to spilling out. And because they even the look on their face, they're like, and they're going 90 to nothing. And uh, my wife just mentioned that, you know, if you're putting that much effort, just go ahead and run. You know, you're like right there on the verge anyway. But she was funny. She said, I always thought, they look like they were always about to get on to somebody. <laughs> and I thought about that too, because parents, what do we do when, when we're about to get on to somebody? We walk really fast and go over there to them and, and start shouting at them. So now I've got something else I can, I can, uh, I can say, I don't know that people power walk like that anymore. Mostly, I, well, I'm in central Florida. There's a lot of old folks. And when I'm driving down the road, I see these, these ladies, these old ladies with, um, uh, with the hiking sticks, the little walking sticks. And that is the oddest thing in the world to me. Um, because blind people don't even use two sticks and, uh, to get around. And here you are, you know, I guess it's just an excuse to move your, your hands. You know, you're on a sidewalk. You're in Florida, the flattest place in the world. Uh, <laughs> Florida is so flat that when we were driving across the bridge between, you know, over the bay between Tampa and St. Petersburg, we could see where my wife's where my wife worked like miles, miles and miles away. You wouldn't think you'd think the tree line or something would block it. No, but, uh, yeah, these people got hiking sticks, but whatever, you know, I got compression sleeves. So, you know, I can get a fight with one of them and one of them could hit me in my shin and maybe my compression sleeve would help me in some way, give me some sort of powers. I don't know. But uh, that's my MMDs for today. Hope you enjoyed those. Enjoyed hearing me talk and ramble. Well, now it's your turn. I want to tell you something. If you will do this, when you're on Twitter, when you're on Facebook, um, if you have an MMD moment that you're just sharing, like you do, you know, and you're thinking, ah, I would like this to be on you know, the show, the Made My Day podcast. Put a little hashtag MMDcast in there. 
I'll run a search right before each show, and I'll read them off. How about that? Here's some emails. This is the best way to send us stuff, though. And you can send stuff to mmdcast at gmail.com. This one's from Justin. Justin says, my wife ordered some socks with the image of a TARDIS on it. If you don't know what TARDIS is, it's a Doctor Who vehicle. It looks like a blue police box. My daughter said it was Doctor Who. <laughs> and that made my day. Yes. That's the kind of joke that if you said would not be funny. But your kid says it's genius. She says this is the one and only actually funny joke she has made to this day. <laughs> That's exactly why they're great. But it certainly was a great one, and I'm glad she keeps trying. I know I made the dumbest jokes ever when I was a kid, and my wife thinks I've never stopped. Justin. (laughs) Thanks, man. Uh, Janusz says, It's been a busy week at work, and I've stayed late a couple of evenings to get everything done on time. It made my day Friday when my project director saw me walk into the room, and he talks to everyone and says, that I was doing a great job. It's always nice to know that you're appreciated. And that's from Janusz. Uh, Richard says, What made my day was getting to have lunch with four super awesome supermodels. Just kidding. Four super awesome people. Oh, this is from Hannah. Sorry. He sa- she says, and this one's from back in the day. I don't know how I missed it. But she says, What made my day was getting to have lunch with four super awesome people. They waited 30 minutes or more. I'm not the best time estimator for us while we wrapped up our church duties and my husband and I thoroughly enjoyed the time that we spent with James and Jen. Yes, that's me and my wife. And they put up with both of us sounding like sea lions. I guess uh, we were laughing a lot. (laughs) So that comes from Hannah. Hannah's a great lady. She does children's ministry at this church we attended for a time and she asked us out for dinner or lunch and then realized she had to stay you know, because it was a church in a in an elementary school, and they had to put everything up. You know, so it was nothing. It was fun. So uh, Richard says, "I'm a firm believer in give people the tools they need, and they will do great things." This week, I was able to give a coworker the exact machine he needed for his job. It makes my day when I can do that. Thanks, Richard. This is from JJ. JJ's a teenager. He kind of stalks me on several of my shows. Hello, James. It's JJ here with another MMD moment. Well, at my church, we do this thing called Awana. And uh, it's where kids recite verses. We have council time, play games. And uh, there's an event called Awana Quizzing where kids form a team and they have a coach and they do a whole bunch of quizzing and they ask a lot of questions. And if you answer too many of them, you get a quiz out, which is a good thing. It means you answered three questions correctly. And uh, then we had a multiple choice deal where we all try to um, answer the question and we raise our paddle that we have. And he says, I got a perfect ribbon. And we were against three other teams and we won. And that made my year. And uh, then he included a little picture and he says, this is me in the middle. And there he is in the middle between a couple other kids and a Somebody handing out awards. He says, thanks, James, for this wonderful podcast. Even through the rough times, you made my decade. So thanks, JJ. I appreciate your email. You can send your emails, of course, to mmdcast at gmail.com or tag mmdcast in your Twitter or Facebook. That would be awesome. 
I, I guess I can pull it up in Facebook. I don't know. But Twitter, I know I can. Hey, I just want to share something with you. Podcasting is pretty much the closest thing I have to a job right now. And uh, I'm trying to trying to bring in some income. A lot of folks have decided to help me on my main show, which is Nobody's Listening. And we've got folks that are contributing just a little bit every single episode to help me with costs associated with podcasting, help me improve the, the equipment that I have. They're doing that through Patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. If you go down there to Patreon.com slash MMDCast, you'll have the opportunity to support this show on an episode-by-episode basis. And it's uh, it's pretty cool. I've set up some rewards. MMDCast is a free podcast, and you're not obligated. But uh, this is an opportunity for those that can to support the show in, in, a, in a financial way. Now, if you can't do this, that's fine. It's awesome. You can support the show by sharing it with your friends, talking about it on Facebook, linking to us in a, in a post on your Facebook profile page, you know, just stuff like that. There's all kinds of ways. Um, and maybe this is something you can do at a later date, but if you could give a buck 50 cents a show, something like that, that would be absolutely awesome. Patreon. It's spelled P A T R E O N.com slash M M D cast. Uh, I'll have a link in the show notes at uh, mmdcast.com as well. At this point, the income helps me to feel like I'm, I'm bringing something into the family. It's really the only job that I'm capable of doing at this point. That won't always be the case. Uh, but you could be a part of not just supporting the show, but supporting me personally. Patreon.com. Check it out. Hey, what's made your day recently? What has meant something special to you? I want to share your little tiny wonderful life moments with everyone who listens to this show. So email your moments to mmdcast at gmail.com. And remember, those in three or four sentences have the best chance. You're not limited to that. But uh, the shorter it is, the better it is. So visit us online at www.mmdcast.com, where you can follow us on Twitter at, at uh, mmdcast.com. You can follow me personally at twitter.com slash nlcast. You can also uh, like the Made My Day podcast on Facebook and leave us an iTunes review um, or however you found us, leave a review. That would be awesome. It helps our show so much. iTunes reviews, number one way that other people hear about the show um, because the more we get rated, the more uh, we move up um, You know, in the listing of shows, the more likely somebody is to find us and get the help they need or, you know, Help me. <laughs> Send in an MMD and perk me up. And remember, you can sponsor an episode uh, you know, for as much as you want over there at patreon.com slash mmdcast. Just go to the website, mmdcast, and click on support. It'll show everything you know, right there. So here's hoping that every day you'll find something that makes your day. See you next time, folks. God bless.